Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It's a brand new week, and we welcome you to the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg in beautiful downtown Laurel. Bob out today, but we're excited to bring you another edition of the Eagle Hour. In just a moment, we'll be joined by the uh, final piece of Scott Berry's baseball staff as uh, we have some new faces on board for baseball. Lad Rhodes will be joining us here in just a minute. The uh, Lady Eagle women's basketball staff completed with uh, the final coaching hire for Joy Lee McNellis. Bring you some information about that a little later on, but it's a brand new week. And Kelly Center, how you doing on this Monday? Well, I'm, I'm doing fine, Luke. I, I, I did my civic duty and stuck it to the state this weekend by doing all school supply shopping and didn't pay any sales tax. <laughs> <laughs> save save that eight dollars that you were concerned about Friday. no no i know and i get that because i've had people say dude it's just not worth the trouble to me to fight the crowds to me it is and i know it's stupid i know it's irrational but i just i just feel so good <laughs> after yeah after i'm it is done nice and yeah and it's and it's nice too that the legislature actually increased it this this uh year to include school supplies so you could knock it all out you know, in one trip, so it is a it is a nice thing, I think. But uh, that's I'll be I'll be doing my civic duty next month at the the, the last uh, weekend of August. Uh, I'll be using my massive salary here at Super Talk to probably go purchase a new shotgun or something. So I'll get mine in next uh, month when they do the tax free you know hunting weekend. Well, but, if, you, uh, if you're a, anyway, well, if you're if you're paying for a shotgun with your Super Talk salary, I need a raise because I, I don't think I could afford a you know. <laughs> a hamburger here or there. Dalton, Y'all are real funny over Dalton, here. <laughs> Dalton makes money more money than both of us. Yeah, you're really we, making me We laugh. digress. Uh, exciting. Uh, uh, last week, the announcement of the final piece of the baseball staff coming, and uh, we should add a fulfillment of the prophecy of Bob Getty and Kelly Sander. Uh, Lad Rhodes is uh, your volunteer assistant baseball coach, the third assistant on the Southern uh, Miss baseball staff, and Coach Rhodes joins us now. Coach, what's going on? Not too much. Thank you all for having me. Man, we're excited to have you, and we're excited uh, that you are in the Southern Miss family. Uh, I don't, I don't know how Bob and Kelly get their information, but pretty clear on when when B. A. Volmuth made the uh, the announcement that he was going back into the private sector business world. Your name came up early and often, and uh, there's a lot of connections with some of the coaches already on staff. What are your feelings now of being a Southern Miss Golden Eagle? Well, I wish they would have let me know that so to make uh, this whole process a little easier for me. So I wish they would have given me a heads up. Uh, but no, I'm excited. It's uh, definitely uh, humbling and, and exciting to be a part of this program and uh, be with Coach Barry and uh, join Coach Ostrander and Travis Creel. It's uh, those guys that I know very well and definitely to be a part of this program and the tradition and success it's had. I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to get get rolling. 
One of those, uh, you, you come from Jones College where uh, Coach Kirkland is a Southern Miss guy. and Man, we were just joking last week. Uh, you know, Travis comes over from Louisiana Tech. Coach Oz was at Jones, and he was at Louisiana Tech. It's pretty amazing how the Southern Miss connections go around the baseball world. It is. It really is. And um, Coach Kirkland, you know, he, he reached out, you know, on this spot for me. And, and uh, I can't thank him enough for everything he did. But definitely the Southern Miss ties. Uh, in this area, it's overwhelming, and, and to be back with all these guys and, and talking with them before, and being able to coach with Coach Austin before, and now being back with them, it's uh, it's definitely exciting. Kelly, uh, I, I know you like uh, junior college baseball, and and it just speaks of the strength of baseball in the state of Mississippi. But you know, when you talk about Jones and, and Coach Rhodes coming in, pretty impressive what he did down there, and pretty impressive what Southern Miss guys that have been at Jones have done. Actually, this whole area of South Mississippi, you look at uh, what what Michael Avalon's got going on down at Pearl River, of course, Coach. Kirtland and before him Ostrander at Jones. Rodney Batts appear, appears to have Mississippi Gulf Coast back on track, even though he left to go to Delta State. So if you could, Coach Rhodes, talk about the, you know, from, from now the point of view that you have, the strength of the Mac Jack, particularly in the southern part of the state, which will be an area that you guys will certainly take a very close look at. No doubt. It's, uh, it's definitely one of the toughest conferences in the country in regards to junior college baseball being 15 uh, community colleges in this state, uh, it's a dogfight. It really is. We were talking about that the other day. Our, our regional tournament uh, with six teams, uh, one of those including LSU units, but five of those suits are ranked in the top ten in the country. So it speaks volumes of, one, the town in Mississippi um, and the recruiting fight it is, you know, of, of everybody, yeah, every school's all for one player and trying to get that guy on campus, but uh, it's a tough conference. It really is. Uh, you know, playing these guys every week, it, it's uh, a ton of talent. And, and it's cool because you see all these guys uh, walking through high school and then, you know, you get to coach some of them but play against others. And it's uh, there's a lot of talent that comes from this area. Uh, and, and it's cool to see it uh, be a part of it and now being, I guess, on the outside, you can say, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what it's like on this side of it. But it definitely is. It's a dog fight and, and definitely a learning experience. Is there, when you're talking about recruiting a kid straight out of high school or going specifically to a kid in junior college where there's a need, is there any big advantage over either strategy, going with the high school kid or going with the JUCO guy? Uh, I think there's, there's uh, pros and cons to both. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, the tough part with the, a kid out of high school is obviously, you know, talent-wise, they, they have to stand out a little more than most, but... Uh, making sure they're mature enough to handle this level uh, right out of high school. And then uh, junior college is, is definitely uh, is, is even another step in trying to know that those guys, you know, handle college the right way their first two years and are mature young adults and um, able to handle this whole new level here at the four years. So there's definitely positives uh, to both. Um, it's just finding the kid that, that can fit your program best. I have to ask you this, Lad Rhodes, as, as a, certainly a young man, and Travis Creel, a very young man, compared to now your boss. Is that right. is this just the first step of the takeover of the millennials? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's awesome because um, you know me and Travis both are, are from the coast and uh, grew up playing against each other. Him being at Ocean Springs, and I was at Gulfport, and then. Uh, just getting to know him through the years, and we've become really close here probably the past five or six years. And so uh, I don't know if it's much millennial, but just trying to adapt and, 
and uh, do what we can to obviously help this program. But I'm excited to get to work with him and uh, get to see him every day in the office now instead of talking to him on the phone every once in a while. Now, of course, it was well documented that the NCAA rejected the third time full the third full time coach at the collegiate baseball level. So, the term is volunteer, although it's not purely volunteer. I mean, you're you're obviously not getting rich, but it's not like that you're necessarily right. starving to death either. To whatever degree you're comfortable sharing, what does that mean, a volunteer coach? Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it, you saw at the end of the year, um, and actually during the year, I should say, you know, that proposal getting rejected and uh, the outpouring from coaches and even players and fans of the game just showing their, I guess, disappointment with it not going through. And uh, hopefully that happens sooner than later. And a lot of people think it will, uh, which would be great for this game. But, uh, yeah, you know, my job is, is a little different than obviously what I was doing to Jones, being able to recruit and being on the road. Obviously, Coach Creel be heading that up, and and Coach Ostrander and Coach Barry. But um, you know, my job will be to make sure things are good here when they're going, and and being able to run practice, and and then I also on the other end, I'll be putting on all the camps and showcases that we we host. Um, and so that's kind of where my part of my income, most of my income comes from, um, is doing those events. So it is a little different because you know that monthly paycheck may not just be the same, but. Uh, it's still exciting getting in at this level, and hopefully, like I said, that third assistant will go through sooner than later. Lad Rhodes is with us, the new quote-unquote volunteer coach on uh, on Coach Barry's staff on the Southern Miss baseball team. Lad, I have to, to ask you this, too. A lot of people think, oh, well, any junior college coach would automatically want to jump to a Division One job. Not necessarily the case with you. Southern Miss makes the call, yeah, you go, but not necessarily – any other school? Am I right about that, or am I overplaying it? No, no, definitely, definitely. This is obviously a place of one of the top twenty-five teams in the country, and so the opportunity to get in here to me just kind of uh, was a no doubt uh, decision for me and, and my wife. And thank goodness she was understanding of it. And uh, uh, to be here, yeah, it, it outweighs you know the difference in, in being a volunteer at some other school uh, in the country, but. Um, obviously a place of great success and one that I've known since I was growing up and always wanted to be a part of. So it's uh, it definitely did. And knowing, you know, Coach Barry and, and the man he is, it's exciting to be able to work under him and uh, with Coach Creel and Coach Austin and those guys who I'm really close with. And getting to be on staff with them is fun and, and exciting. Well, Coach, we hope that you can hang around with us for another segment. Our bumper music has begun, and that means we have to go to commercial break and uh, hear from the people who pay our bills. Lad Rhodes is with us. He's on the staff now at the Southern Miss baseball team, which completes now Scott Berry's staff for the 2019-2020 academic year. I'm Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford, and I with Coach Lad Rhodes. We'll be back after we burn our first time out. The Eagle Hour continues in a moment. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. That first segment brought to us every day by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Some of the best barbecue in the world. Kelly Sander and I 
both love that free ice cream. We've, we've taken a break, so because Kelly and I aren't hitting that ice cream as hard, you can too. But go buy your local Dickies, get some of the best barbecue in the world, or let them cater your next event. Dickies Barbecue, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Well, uh, we continue with a uh, brand-new volunteer assistant for Southern Miss Baseball, Lad Rhodes. And, and Coach, uh, one of the things that you did at Jones College was you were in charge of uh, strength and conditioning. And, I mean, I'm just being honest. As a former football player, and, and f- there's some football fans out there that when they when they think of baseball players, they, they bristle a little bit at strength and conditioning because we've all been at the Conference USA Tournament. We've seen baseball players like 30 minutes before the game go grab like hot dogs and something else from the concession <laughs> stand, and then they go out and, you know, hit two home runs. But there is a very unique side of strength and conditioning that's so very important to baseball. It really is, and, and you know, uh, getting to do that at Jones was a, a great learning experience for me. And um, It is because it's a long season grind, and, and he's trying to stay on those guys about eating well and, and eating the right things and nourishing their bodies, but uh, it's not for them to go eat a full pizza after a game and wake up and play a doubleheader the next day. But it, uh, it, there is a strong force with it, especially taking care of these guys and their arms and nurturing their arms as best we can. Um, and then also making sure that you're doing the movement and the workout the right way and making sure you're not injuring these guys before they even get on the field. So it definitely was a learning experience and something I really did enjoy. You you talked about the you know the grind and uh, I guess baseball strength and conditioning is not just for uh, not just for like a you know a one game it's for a course of a season uh, because you got guys that you know in, in that grind I always at like asking coaches how you guys you know how the grind affects you and how you as a baseball coach have gotten through the baseball grind. Yeah, it was it was always a, a laughing joke and uh, you know the Juco life isn't for everyone type thing because it, it really is a learning experience. You you go from waking up in the morning and, and having to run morning workout uh, to then going you know some coaches teach classes uh, which I, I would teach class and then you have practice and then uh, after practice you're lifting a, a whole other group uh, maybe pitchers are lifting in the afternoon or vice versa and. And then uh, making sure guys are coming to study hall, and then coming back at night and doing door checks. So it definitely is. It's a little uh, different responsibility. Um, you know, it's, it's handling meals and maybe having to drive a bus and doing this and that. And uh, it, it's, a, it's an experience for sure, and definitely a grind. Uh, you know, a little bit on you and your family, but it, it, it's fun because you're working with with kids who are just getting into college and wanting to uh, learn and grow. So that kind of motivates you every day to try and help them. Now you mentioned that Coach Ostrander and Coach Creel are going to handle you know the recruiting, but just talking recruiting in general, Lad Rhodes. People have asked me, what what do you think would be the toughest position to recruit? And my answer has always been a catcher, because number one, there are so few good ones around, mm-hmm. you know, that that they're in very high demand. So there's going to be a, obviously a big competition, you know, for that right. position. That's my reasoning. What say you? What the toughest position to recruit, and why? I, the toughest position, I mean, I think you're pretty spot on with the catch position. Uh, but I think that position and the shortstop, uh, middle infield position are some of the toughest because they're the most important. And you want to make sure, uh, you know, that guy at those positions are, are some of the best that you can possibly get. And and like you said, there's not many of them. Um, and so everybody's going after those select few. And you got to do your best to try and make sure you get those guys on your campus and make the right impression on them. But those, those two are definitely the middle of the field, uh, 
shortstop and, and the catch position are the hardest ones because those are definitely the most important. Whether whether they bat left-handed or not, I'm talking about left-handed throwers now, not necessarily uh-huh. pitchers, but do left-handed throwers, are they inherently at an advantage in the recruiting wars because simply because they're left-handed? I don't know. I, I was left-handed, so I hope not. But I think uh, I, I think they I think they all had an advantage in some way because you know those guys hopefully are some left-handed hitters too. But um, you know, looking at, at a left-handed pitcher is something that uh, is definitely intriguing. And then also, um, you know, the outfielder being left-handed in, in the first base, and they I guess in some ways they're at a disadvantage. But you know, hopefully they're left-handed bat too, and that that brings their expectations up a little bit. Boy, Luke, I, I've heard I've heard you know high school pitchers, you know the, the right-handers that are throwing, you know maybe scraping ninety. And they don't necessarily quote unquote have an offer, and then the left-handed kid throws eighty-two and gets a Division One <laughs> offer, and the right-handers are going, "This is not fair! This is not fair!" That lefty, you know, he's barely even cracking eighty, and he gets an offer. I said, "Dude, it's all about supply and demand." You know, there's yep. not a lot of left-handed throwers out there. You know, very, yeah, very not, few. And, and you can be what coach? If if you're like six three, six four, and you're a lefty, I mean, people are drooling everywhere, right? <laughs> Yes, yes, uh, most definitely. Because there's not many of them. It's the same as, like you were talking with the catching position, uh, the left-handed arms pitchers, it's, there's very few. So uh, you find one, you, it is, it's, a, it's a war to get after well, uh, we we appreciate you. We don't want to hold you up, but, man, we appreciate you coming on the Eagle Hour today. Welcome uh, to the Southern Miss family, and uh, you are more than welcome anytime to talk camps, to talk baseball, any anything you need from this uh, show. We're here to serve you, and, Coach, just welcome to Southern Miss. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate y'all for having me. And, Lad, I got to tell you, too, if you saw mine and Luke's paychecks at Super Talk, we would be listed as volunteer assistants to Bob Getty. (laughs) That makes me feel a little better. (laughs) That's good. That makes me feel a little Have a good day. We appreciate it. Thank you all. It's Lad Rhodes, uh, the new volunteer assistant for uh, baseball, and and you know a couple weeks ago, Kelly, you're looking at it and you're like, oh, Kaye, oh, Volmuth gone. Feel pretty good right now after talking and and learning and and knowing these new guys that are coming in. Well, you got not that B.A. Volmuth was an old man by any means, but I'm just saying with Creel and Rhodes now both in there, the 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 coaching staff has gotten younger, you know, and not like, like Kaye was very old either, but he'd been at Southern Miss for 12 years. You know, so you got some a lot of a lot of uh, energy, shall we say? You know, with these uh, new assistant coaches coming in, but I sit there and, and Scott Barry's not been in his mid fifties. But I'm just saying, compared to the, right. how young his assistant coaches are, it's literally a generation difference. So that'll be a a real interesting um, chemistry uh, lesson there. You know, between the the old man, so to speak, and the two younger fellas, should be pretty cool to see how it works out. We'll, we'll have to come up with some some nicknames for these young guys. You know, we we always call Oz. Uh, we call him the Wizard of Oz, the Oz Father, or whatever you want to call him. But it makes a whole lot more sense now because you know, with with Coach Oz and Coach Barry. I mean, this is the other aspect to it also. When you have such a great program, and not every good baseball player is going to be a good coach, and we we know that. But you think about what what type of program you have uh, when you have guys that love the game, and when you got guys like Trey Sutton. I mean, win his state championship, you know, on the high school level. 
When you have such a quality program, you then, by nature of it, will be turning out very good baseball-minded people. And so in some ways, guys can go their, their way and, you know, further their career and, and have opportunities. But, you know, you, you have a plethora of options with Southern Miss ties when openings like this come up. And when you talk about Lad Rhodes, who mentioned he went to Gulfport High School, where Christian Ostrander was the coach. At, at Gulfport. So, you know, that goes back to that tight-knit you know, coaching fraternity again. And, you know, statistically, Luke, regardless of the sport, when it comes to win-loss records, the best coaches at any level tended to be, at best, average players. The guys who really play the games at high level tend not to be very good coaches when it comes to wins and losses. And, and the, that, that data is overwhelming. And people go, I wonder why that is. Well, very simply, if you're an average player or worse, you're on the bench a lot. And you're learning coach speak. Yeah. And you're, you, you know, you're learning the intricacies of, of how a team works. You're actually studying the game. Whereas the guys who are in the game, they're the ones you know, doing it. Uh, the old adage that those that can do and those that can't teach and I, and I no disrespect to any coaches I'm you know the good ones because a lot of them just want they do it because they want to impact young people's lives and that's and that's great but when it comes to wins and losses generally speaking the guys who were you know average performers or worse tend to do tend to do the best when it comes to wins and losses which I've always kind of found interesting but I get it so would that mean that Kelly Sander would be an excellent baseball coach or would he be an average baseball coach now, actually i mean over the years people tell me that i have a, have a you know gift with being able to relate to to young kids and i certainly have won my share and and i'm i'm living proof i was not a great baseball player at all average at best at best but um but learned a lot you know and and loved the game so you tended to study it more and and hopefully then can relay that to other people we were talking about catchers being the most sought after in recruiting Wins and losses on the baseball field, catchers, and we, I think we've talked about this before on the show, if you look at the major league level, the most successful managers, wins and losses-wise, without a doubt, catchers. Catchers make the best managers in the big and leagues. It makes sense, too, because one of the most important roles is managing a pitching staff, and that's what they do as, as players, and you know that's a crucial part of the yeah, manager position. And what, they, they see what, the whole game good. ahead of them, too. The whole game is in front of them you know, as a catcher. Right. We'll take a break, and uh, a really cool thing happened on campus this weekend. Big recruit on campus uh, with some NFL ties on both sides. We'll bring that to you right after this on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart, the big yellow building right across from the main entrance of campus on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Campus Bookmart is your go-to, your first string contender when it comes to getting all your Southern Miss swag just in time for the football season. You want to get there early now to make sure that you get the size and the uh, and the style. Although, um, if they're out of it today, you know they'll have it tomorrow. And of course, if you can't get there in person, you can always check them out 24-7 online at Campus Bookmart. Dot net. That's campusbookmart.net. Pleased to be a sponsor of the Eagle Hour. So, Luke, big recruiting news on campus this weekend. And I got to tell you, before you unveil who it was and let people know who was involved, I have to salute the Southern Miss guys for going after this kid. Because lots of times in the past, you know, without getting specific, sometimes – We've had the attitude of, well, we didn't recruit that guy because we'd never get him anyway. And I say, well, there's only one way for sure you're never going to get a guy, and that's if you don't approach him, you know, or don't, uh, don't, can't hit a home run unless you get up to the plate, right? And I respect the fact that uh, that some of the Southern Miss big guns came out to to show a good time to this particular recruit, and you can pick up the story from there. So, yeah, it was um, Saturday night, I think, I, I saw some stuff on social media that it was going to be a big day. I actually saw something from a Southern Miss football. Uh, it was a Southern Miss football, I don't think it was the official account, but somebody was saying that somebody big was going to be on campus this weekend. So I saw some stuff on social media, and I go over to, of all people, Deion Sanders. I go to his Instagram account, and he's sitting on a plane, and he's sitting there, and he's saying, hey, uh, we're headed to Hattiesburg to check out Southern Miss today. And he's with his son, Shadur Sanders. He's, he just graduated, or just finished up his sophomore year uh, right outside of, of Dallas. Uh, Shadur Sanders is a pro-style quarterback, 6'1", 180. He's a class of 2021. Uh, he's at Cedar Hill at Trinity Christian High School just west of Dallas. And so... Uh, Dion's there with his son, and they're getting ready to head to Hattiesburg. And he makes he looks at his son. He said, "Are you ready for this? I got a big surprise for you." And he says, "What is it, Dad?" And he said, "Well, you know, I'm prime time." And he said, "I played with this guy, and his name's Country Time. I called him Country Time." So the next uh, the next scene, they get off the plane, and Brett Favre is waiting. And basically, what happened was Brett just kind of showed Dion and his and his son around campus on Saturday. They they met with coaches. There's some pictures and some video with them hanging out in the in the room, uh, in the team meeting room. Uh, Dion complimented the uni- the university very strongly on that Instagram. You can go to his his handle name. It's just Dion Sanders, and he says today was incredible for me and my son Shadur Sanders. The hospitality, the president of the university, the coaching staff, the support staff, the players, and everything was awesome. We truly enjoyed ourselves immensely, and so man, it's pretty cool. Dion Sanders. Brings his son, and uh, he and Brett, uh, and Brett kind of shows them around. And man, it's really, really cool to have a, a big commit, big, you know, NFL name like that on campus this weekend. But you know, Brett also gave him some very, very sage advice. I thought very good advice to Shadur Sanders. And I think a lot of kids sometimes get, and, and I'll let you talk about that in a minute. But a lot of kids get all caught up in, in uh, you know, the name of the school and so on and so forth. But when you sit down and think about it. You know, are you really going to get to play at that school before you're a senior? You know, and then what happens if your senior year comes around and then you get hurt and then can't play? Well, your dream of playing in the league is gone. So what was the advice that Brett gave Shadur Sanders, Luke? So they 
it's in the first video. I think there's two videos, but it's in the first one, and they're standing outside Shador, Dion, and, and Brett, and they're they're standing on the the campus of the on the surface of the rock. And Brett just tells Shador, he said, "Listen, man, he said you need to go somewhere where you can play." And so Brett talks about how Southern Miss was the only school that that offered him, and, and that's where he played. And then they were talking professional stuff, and he said, "You know, where you go in college." Uh, in a lot of ways, it, it matters, but it doesn't matter because if you can play and you can play the game of football, they're going to find you. And he, I think he threw out, even if like you go to Slippery Rock, you know, and so you were to play at Slippery Rock, they would still find you. So Brett was just there really sharing some, some advice. And, and when I think, I thought it was really funny. Uh, Shadur said that he was happy to be there. And Brett's like, well, I hope this isn't the last time we see you. And he said that, you know, with a smirk on his face. So it, it is true. And it is, it's pretty cool. But you look at this kid. He's 6'1, 180. But already, according to rivals, uh, he's got, he's got offers from, you know, all the big guns. Bama, Florida, Florida State, LSU, Louisville, Michigan, uh, Mississippi State's on there, uh, Oregon, Penn State, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Baylor. So, you know, you, you look at that. As a Southern Miss fan, and to your point, Kelly, you say, "Okay, you know, we never get him." Well, guess what? We we got we got one of his father's former teammates that's an ambassador for our university, um, and I just apparently they had an excellent time. So he, he's going into his junior year, uh, so he wouldn't, you know, his first time if he were to come, his he wouldn't be until twenty twenty one, so two years from now. So, but but still pretty pretty cool and, and pretty neat to hear Deion Sanders just talking about the great experience he had Saturday in Hattiesburg. But I want to drive that point home again to parents who might have a kid that, that could play, you know, at, at that level. Do not get overwhelmed with the glitz and glamour of some of these huge schools. Because number one, if you're, you know, if you're from a smaller town in Mississippi, which you know, compared to some of these cities around the country, you know, I don't care where you live in Mississippi, it's a small city <laughs> compared to you know, Atlanta or wherever you might be going. All right? But you have to ask yourself, am I going to get to play? It doesn't matter if you're on the University of the Greatest and are the fourth string on the depth chart. If you don't get to play, the NFL is not going to get to see you. So please, when it comes to that equation, where is my son or daughter going to go? Where are they going to be seen? They're only seen if they get to play. So go to a school where they will get to play. It was, I, I give you a case in point here. Now, he was really, really good coming out of high school. But Barry Sanders Jr., we have a – we have a fantasy football league that I've been in for like 10-plus years, and uh, we can draft. We have a college draft, and so we can kind of store people on a college roster and then call them up if they go pro. Man, I remember I learned that Barry Sanders Jr. was, you know, I was like, dude, I'm snatching this guy. He was on my college roster for like three years. Never panned out, and, and he, was, he signed with Stanford, but he never played. So he transfers to Oklahoma State, and he doesn't play. And just because, you know, the last name or the first name is there doesn't mean that the talent's obviously going to be the same. Dion's a once in a maybe three generation talent. But at the same time, uh, those, those kids can, can, people can feel like, you know, they have to go to this place to, to be valued and stuff. And if Barry Sanders Jr. would have, would have gone to a, you know, a lesser power five school or he had gone to a group of five school, he may have set tons of records. So it's not just about, you know, how good am I? It's how good am I alongside the people, you know, that are coming in with me. Um, well, look and, at, and look so, at Steve McNair, you know, yeah. went to Alcorn. Right. You know, not by any means. Jerry Rice, arguably the best receiver to ever play in the league, went to Mississippi Valley. So, again, it's not, it's not to me, 
The school is not as important as where am I going to get to play. So, and I was going through the schedule this morning too, Luke, and I noticed, and I normally I observe this stuff right away, but the Eagles have got two bye weeks this year, which which is kind of a, a little unusual, is it not? Having two bye weeks, it is, but but it's because Thanksgiving is late this week or this year. Yeah, the twenty eighth. It's because we start in August, so you've really got an extra week. Uh, typically, when Thanksgiving is late, your first game may not be until the first Saturday in September. With us, we're playing the last Saturday of September and the last Saturday of October, so the schedule you know really is a good three months long. So when you look at the the bye week. Uh, you've got that just murders row, uh, three three away games, and you got UTEP at home. So the first Saturday in October, you're off, which gives you you know an extra week to prepare for North Texas, and then the second one is the first uh, first weekend of uh, of November. So there's five Saturdays in November, so you get November the second off, and it gives you an extra week to prep for UAB. And I was I was also looking at, at something. I think it was Rivals. Don't hold me to that, but but one of these uh, sports reporting agencies was talking about open dates for next season not academic year 1920 but 20 and 21 and i think they were listening that southern miss has two open dates i mean two two dates that they haven't even filled yet for the next season so if that's the case it'll be interesting to see how those uh, how those pan out and some of the other schools that were looking for games included florida state and virginia tech i noticed both of those were on were also also had like two open dates uh, regularly scheduled game dates that they haven't filled yet, so um, that'll be something to watch as as this coming season you know progresses. There's been a lot of chatter about that too, and and some people kind of blame the fruit basket turnover of athletic directors in the last you know six years with with our athletic department. Uh, with Jeremy McLean, um, you see what he did at Troy; they'll they'll figure something out. Uh, and and where they haven't, you know, they still you got teams like you know Miami. Uh, you're going to get to play Mississippi State again, so you know he he'll fill it, he'll fix it. Uh, but I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, just the fact that we had what three athletic directors in the span of five or six years. Um, but I got confidence in some of these. A lot of people are missing. We're going to have uh, missing some of these hires that the, that he's been making and that his coaches have been making. We're going to have some of those guys on this week and next week. I'm telling you, man, I'm still intrigued about the assistant softball coach Mulvaney, uh, and and we're going to have uh, assistant basketball coach on on this week. Uh, before we go to break, just a reminder: Campus Bookmark. Uh, also, it, not only are they a great sponsor of the Eagle Hour, but Fourth Street Bar and Grill, located on Fourth Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, until football season. Tuesday night special, 65-cent wings. You can always check them out on Facebook to see their weekly specials. 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Kelly and I will shut it down and close it out right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Gulfport Home Center is on board with us here on the Eagle Hour, your largest uh, retail dealer of uh, manufactured homes, whether new or used, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Small square footage or three-bedroom, three-bath uh, manufactured homes. They've got a complete uh, 
selection for you there can help you with financing. Also, if you're not even sure where you're going to place your manufactured home, they've got some ideas as to what areas might be good to consider when it comes to getting land. I mean, they, they go the extra mile to make sure that you are taken care of. Gulfport Home Center off of uh, Highway 49, just south of where you would turn left to go to Harrison Central High School, if that helps uh, put it into perspective for you. But we're glad to have Gulfport Home Center with us here on the Eagle Hour. A little bit about a lot of things, Luke. Yeah, uh, Coach Joy Lee McNellis closes out her hiring with uh, the hiring of Christian Barnhill as Director of Basketball Operations for Lady Eagle Basketball. Barnhill comes from Tulsa, where... uh, were the, this last year as the video coordinator has also he's also worked uh, for the NCAA men's final four out in San Antonio Texas he's a graduate of Southern Miss and I went out to Tulsa for a year but now back to so Christian Barnhill the director of basketball operations for Lady Eagle basketball you know a couple uh, about a month ago we we uh just praised John Warren and uh, McKinley West and several of those track guys for outstanding careers at Southern Miss. And Kelly, uh, you reminded me, I saw this uh, this past weekend on John Ellis's Twitter feed, but John Warren's uh, career now officially uh, finished as a Golden Eagle uh, because you were talking about the, the Toyota USA track and field outdoors. John Warren finishes seventh. So he advances to the finals, finishes seventh in the triple jump, and John Ellis surmises it this way. Uh, John Warren ends his Southern Miss career as one of the most decorated athletes in school history. What a season. What a career. Remember the name John Warren. And, and it is like that. We talked about that at the time. Uh, not just not just for track and field, but you look at what he did, where he was in his event nationally among everybody else. He goes down as one of the greatest to ever wear the black and gold in any sport, Kelly. And I got to see the, I got to see that event on NBC Sports. You know, actually, the, the last night of it was last night, and I think Channel 7 actually had uh, the last couple hours of coverage from 8 to 10 o'clock last night, uh, something like that. But um, it was pretty cool to see at the Drake university facility there where the world famous drake relays are held to see our southern miss guys right there in my hometown which is really neat but to see them as they're introduced you know next to guys from you know florida state and oregon and just shows you that on on track and field now southern miss is right there with uh, with some of the greater you know programs in the country so uh, kudos to all the guys there for because you know television is big you know when because you see the black and gold there and you see the southern miss written across their chest and and that brings exposure that you can't buy you know on national television, so good for them. Yeah, three cheers for those guys. Mr. McLean, Mr. McLean knows this, but whatever it takes to keep John Stewart, <laughs> make it happen. Yeah, they're they're, they're definitely in uncharted territory here, you know, and and that yeah. that helps in the recruiting wars too, because all you got to do is because th- this generation is so visual, you know. You, you can't tell them anything. you got to show them. Everything is a joystick and a push button and all that kind of stuff. They look up at the screen. Well, and they're on the screen, and they see Southern Miss there in a national event. And you don't have to say a whole lot more, you know, as to where the program is. So um, big in so many ways for those guys and for the Guts. program as a whole. It really is. Uh, exciting shows coming up. Uh, we'll have head coach Jay Ladner. He was unable to join us uh, on Friday at Sully's, but he'll be with us tomorrow. Also, Preston Hanf- Hansford will be on tomorrow. Soccer uh, 
head coach soccer, uh, Coach Elzair, will be with us on Wednesday. And uh, working on uh, the new assistant head coach for women's basketball going coming up, Preston Hansford. That's a that's a, a great name in Southern Miss history, Kelly. One of the best tight ends I ever saw play at Southern Miss. And they've had a few good ones over the years, but he was back in that – <clears throat> pardon me those you know nasty bunch glory days and the carmody you know years toward the end there i think uh he was back in those days uh old number uh 88 i think he wore but it'll be good and he still he was a mem he was a teammate of jim stump taylor so that that tells you pegs you right where uh, he was and and the fact that he's still very active in you know what's going on at southern miss and cares very much about the university and and uh, often makes comments in his social media things about things going on at southern miss so it's good to good to see a guy that's been, that's been out of it a while but still very much loves the university and and wants to see it do well so i'm looking forward to that uh, that conversation tomorrow but school Thursday. Is upon us. You know, Luke's the school. It, it really is. Yeah. One week. Yeah. One week. It, it's pretty amazing. Uh, one, of, one of the things that just kind of kicks football season into gear, we'll have Patrick McGee on Thursday. Uh, he's got an article up on the Biloxi Sun-Herald talking about the Biloxi Bash um, this past uh, Saturday down in Biloxi. Coach Hop, lots of players there. Jack Abraham uh, was, was speaking to the media. And one of the things that I want to talk to Patrick about, uh, just in the last six months, it is extremely noticeable among people how transformative – uh, some of these players have been in with the new strength and conditioning coach that came in from Charlotte. Man, that is – we talked about Coach Rhodes early in the program. I think that's the uh, – in so many ways what the average fan doesn't realize, realize how great a strength and conditioning you know, really is. And it'll be cool to, to hear Patrick's report on that on, on Thursday. Did I ever tell you well, that I was uh, – pre- Did I ever tell you quickly that I was in a bodybuilding show one time, Luke? Did I ever tell you that? It's a buffet, wasn't it? No, it no, buffet, no. No, bodybuilding. I, I was actually voted most abs. <laughs> most abs. Well, I've got I've got one. I've got one ab. It covers everything else. <laughs> all we can do is keep working, brother. Uh, keep working. All we can keep doing. Uh, we appreciate you listening to us today. Thanks for putting up with us. Uh, we love to bring you Southern Miss stuff every day. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bob should be back. And until then, as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.